Hello, world. It's a Friday. I'm Greg Patton. Stay tuned for news and stuff. Well, did another read-through yesterday of our book. The book printing machinery is hot today, right now, cranking it out. It's so easy, I discovered again in this book called Invisible War of the Saints, to uh, just kind of sit back on your sofa, take it easy, watch television or a football game while maybe your next-door neighbor is going to hell. It's also very easy to criticize those who will stand up to warn people about certain things like we do in this book, The Spirit World and Things Going On. What's not easy is, well, saying the things that need to be said today, the warnings that need to be issued, and there's a bunch of them. America, she's in trouble today. We're in occupied territory, and we don't even know it. America, so conditioned by lies that they don't want to listen to the Bible or the truth until it's too late. One thing is for sure, though. You read Invisible War on the Saints, Victor or Victim, and you'll never be able to say, we didn't warn you. Available now at swrc.com or go to theinvisiblewaronthesaints.com. Let me again encourage you to get this book. It'll be a blessing to you and those that you love, my friend. Oh, and a reminder, next week this time, I'll be preaching my second message in Columbus, Ohio, at the Embassy Suites near the airport. They're going to be a great time. Southwest Radio Church, clarity to the chaos. Oh, join us next Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. If you get a chance to make it over, we'll sign a copy of our book for you, my friend. I think I love you. What in the world is going on? So what's going on in the war? Israel on Friday outlined three planned phases for the war against Hamas, detailing what's going to happen in Gaza if Hamas is destroyed. The long-term plan is not for Israel to control life in the Gaza Strip. We are in the first phase in which a military campaign is taking place with airstrikes and later with a, a ground maneuver with the purpose of destroying operatives and damaging infrastructure in order to defeat and destroy Hamas. The second phase of the war will be to eliminate any pockets of resistance after the Hamas is defeated. And the third phase will be the creation of a new security regime in the Gaza Strip, the removal of Israel's responsibility for day-to-day -day life in the Gaza Strip, and the creation of a new security reality for the citizens of Israel and the residents of the area surrounding Gaza. Well, that would make sense in light of how they snuck in and, oh, awful. That's the latest on the Israeli war with Hamas and the Gaza Strip. Meanwhile, the U.S. Department of State has issued a rare, a rare worldwide caution. It started yesterday, urging any American who is overseas to exercise increased caution due to increased tensions in various locations around the world. The U.S. said there's also an increased potential for terrorist attacks and demonstrations or violent actions against all U.S. citizens. The U.S. Embassy in Beirut also urged American citizens Thursday to make plans to leave that country as soon as possible, while commercial options are still available as fighting intensifies near Israel's northern border with Lebanon. And as many are saying, more every day, this is the start of World War III. What do you think? 
Well, that's good news. It's horrible news. What are we talking about? Sidney Powell's plea deal, they say, is actually terrible news for Donald Trump. They're calling her deranged. She once had Donald Trump's ear and led the litigation front of his 2020 attempt to regain the White House. Sidney Powell is sitting on a mountain of secrets, and now that she's flipped, she might be the most dangerous witness yet against Donald Trump. On Thursday, just a day before the start of her Atlanta trial, Sidney Powell surprised the nation, surprised everybody with a guilty plea. Somehow she cut a sweetheart deal, avoiding years behind bars for her role in a scheme to defraud the election and coordinate covert GOP missions to access election computers in a rural Georgia county. Now part of what she has to do is to apologize to all the citizens of Georgia. You know, this thing is so twisted and mixed up and confused, and you know, you know there was stuff going on, and yet, oh boy, I wonder how the Donald is going to work with this one. I can't imagine. I couldn't sleep at night, could you, with all this stuff on his plate? In business news, a closely watched speech at the Economic Club in New York, Fed Chairman Jerome Powell conveyed a a similar message to the climate protesters who briefly interrupted him with, it's too hot out here. Powell was speaking about the U.S. economy, which has barely let out a yawn despite the heavy doses of melatonin the federal government has thrown its way via interest rate hikes. In his remarks, Powell declared that inflation is too high, still too high, and left the door open for another interest rate increase in December. In the last 20 months, the Fed has jacked up interest rates to a 22-year high to tame soaring inflation. And inflation has come down to about half of its June 2022 peak. Wait a minute. Everything's wonderful. Employers smashed expectations by adding 336,000 jobs in September. And the unemployment rate remains at a low 3.8%. Retail sales also blew past estimates in September, a sign that American consumers remain the undisputed shopping champions of the world. So let me figure this out, get my head around it. Good news, bad news, what's happening here? I'll take the usual people response. I'm okay till it affects me in some negative way. <laughs> it is, and we, we don't even know it. So if you've been on my Facebook page, somebody cleverly put together, well, it is at least the chamber, the House of Representatives, but everyone in there is dressed in clown suits. Now, uh, what are you trying to tell us here? The speaker situation isn't any clearer after two failed votes to be elected Speaker of the House. Representative Jim Jordan of Ohio expected to call for a third vote today. For some reason, all of a sudden, my rock and roll days came back. I remember Judy Collins singing, Send in the Clowns. Hey, I thought this one already happened. CVS said yesterday that it's voluntarily removing certain common oral, cold, and cold products after a Food and Drug Administration advisory panel determined last month that its active ingredients doesn't work, doesn't do anything, really. We are voluntarily removing certain oral cough and cold products that contain phenylephrine, 
which is the only active ingredient from CVS pharmacy stores. According to a spokesman there, other oral cough and cold products will continue to be offered to meet the consumer needs. This move comes a, a month after all 16 members of the advisory committee agreed that they found in common versions of Sudafed and Mucinex and Vicks and Allegra and Dayquil and all the list goes on and on. Isn't, are you kidding me, isn't effective in offering relief from any nasal congestion. Good grief, Charlie Brown. Who's running this show? So, you got nothing better to do, huh? Ready to put your feet up for the weekend? If you're one of these people, you're going to be. The participants of the Sri Chamoy 3,100-mile self-transcendence race in Queens, New York. What in the world is that? Well, it's the longest certified road race in the world since August the 30th. These super athletes have been running an average of 60 miles every day. That's more than two marathons. From 6 in the morning to midnight to log in 3,100 miles in 52 days. It just sounds insane to me. If that doesn't sound sufficiently bananas, the route is just one city block in Queens. And runners have to go around it thousands of times. So it's considered more of a mental test than a physical test. The race ends tonight at midnight. If you're in the area and want to watch. Yep, uh, this must be Moronville here. What else is happening? Peter Thiel, the billionaire Silicon Valley entrepreneur and Trump donor, is an FBI informant, they say. Taylor Swift's bodyguard, one of thousands of IDF reservists flying to Israel to join the conflict against Hamas today. Nakia is cutting about 14,000 jobs as part of a plan to lower cost after profits sank 69% year over year in the third quarter. And, uh, oh, Starbucks and the union representing its workers are suing each other over pro-Palestinian messages the union posted on X two days after the Hamas terrorist attacked on Israel, and I see where Penn State is in trouble. So many, well, they're holding back millions and millions of dollars because of Penn State's neutrality thing and actually kind of being pro-Palestinian. What is that all about? We got a mess going on around the world. Oh, boy. I think I'll call this thing tip of the week. Just a couple of the dumbest things they say you can spend money on. I always need help here. I know you've done all you can to cut back your spending now. You brew your coffee at home, you, well, you can do all of those things. I got a whole list here. But there's some inescapable monthly bills out there, you know, rent, utilities, house payments, cell phone, insurance, groceries. Got a couple of tips for you. Online shopping, no offense, but if you don't use a new free tool out there, you're overpaying on Amazon, as an example. Wouldn't it be nice if you got an alert when you're shopping online at Amazon and you're about to overpay for something? There's a free service out there. You just add it to your browser for free, and before you check out, it'll go to all the websites and find out if there's an item cheaper available somewhere else. You can check this out on our Facebook page, by the way. That internet bill. Wow, you can get a $150 master gift card and a cheaper internet bill. There are some bills you just can't avoid, and most of us, you're on the internet. I use it 
almost every hour of every day. You can't exactly go without that thing these days. Oh, I mean, some of you can. I keep saying one of my associate pastors has a flip-top phone, so maybe I'm extending myself here. But anyway, if you check us out on Facebook, you can get high-speed internet service today. 5G home internet for $30 a month. They'll even guarantee the price. Lock it in. Try it for 15 days. If you don't like it, well, you get all your money back. You don't even have to worry about breaking up with your current provider because the company will pay up to $750 to break up in termination fees. That's a pretty good deal. And uh, no, uh, there's a whole bill out there. Interest payments. Ask this website to help pay your credit card bill this month. No, the whole bill, all of it. While you're stressing over that debt, your credit card company is getting rich off those insane interest rates, but there's a there's a new website you'll find out about. What? They pay off the entire bill? Here's how it works. They match you with low-interest loans you can use to pay off every credit card balance you possibly have. Um, hey, by the way, I'm getting nothing for any of this. It's just something I thought was pretty impressive, so I wanted to bring you some ways to save some money today. You can check all this out. We'll put it all on our Facebook page. And finally, who said that? I just can't, seriously, I just can't believe that we don't have world peace today after changing the names on pancake boxes and syrup bottles. Here's a good thought. Just shared this one recently. We have to train ourselves to think Bible and not emotion. Good point. Hey, go ahead and do it. Put $500 cash in an envelope, mail it to yourself. If you don't have the guts to do it because you're afraid it's going to get lost, you better vote in person come November. Okay, where is it? Where's my Bible? Life 101, right after this. Well, already shared. We'll have been in Columbus, Ohio a day next week this time. Because we're a part of the Southwest Radio Church Clarity to the Chaos Prophecy Conference with 11, 12 other guys, the good ones. <laughs> they let me tag along. Invisible War of the Saints, Victor a Victim. Ooh, it's going to be available, and uh, I'm going to get writer's cramps, I hope, as people get a copy of that book. It's out. You can pre-order now at swrc.com. We'd like for you to do that. And I want to say again how thankful I am to you. Many, many, many of you have already purchased this book, pre-ordered it. Thank you. We pray it just helps many, many people. And uh, it's going to be the first of several we're going to bring out. Dr. Copley and I putting together something for churches, for pastors, an entire program that we plan to introduce as well. We are so excited with what God is doing. And you know the enemy is very upset. So would you just uh, say an extra prayer for us today? Well, quite a response from the program yesterday, as well as all the things we had on Facebook about well, a topic you just don't hear much about. Cremation, pro and con, and people were pretty adamant, whatever their position was. Dr. Ken Copley quoted John MacArthur, who said, obviously any burned body will eventually decompose according to Ecclesiastes 12.7. So cremation isn't strange or it isn't a wrong practice. It merely accelerates the natural process of oxidation. The believer will one day receive a new body. Thus the state of what remains of the old body is really unimportant. 
Well, as Dr. Copley said, I don't think you can say it any better. To choose cremation does not violate any command of the Word of God. I believe this is to be an area where we can exercise Christian liberty without violating our conscience. This is the beauty of living under grace today. Then there's this. The practice of burning bodies in the Bible were done to idol gods. The Jewish tradition was respect for the bodies. Taking Joseph's remains back with them when they left Egypt, as an example, they came to the tomb to anoint Jesus' body, but he wasn't there. God will resurrect whatever is left of people's bodies. We understand that. There must be something of value to him. Although he knows where DNA remains are, I believe it's disrespectful to God's creation to burden our bodies. And lots of you agreed with that comment. Dr. Monday down in Indianapolis said, uh, Adrian Rogers put it this way, a man is buried under an apple tree and his body decomposes into the soil. The tree takes in the nutrients, grows the apples, and a man, a cow, a pig eats them. So whose body will it be in the resurrection? He gave a better way to understand this. When the trumpet sounds, God will reach into his files and pull out, hey, the DNA code for you, and scoop up a handful of dust and put that code into a new body for you. Again, lots of opinions. Every man, every woman, right in their own eyes or what they think the Bible has to say. Well, I've been reading... Hosea, it's been an encouragement in more ways than one. If you, haven't, if you haven't read Hosea recently, maybe today would be a good day. You know, the book of Hosea is a tragic love story. Hosea was a prophet to the northern kingdom of Israel before its fall in 722 B.C. His ministry spanned 40 years, four decades. We're coming up on that here in Fort Wayne. He was a contemporary of Amos and... Isaiah and Micah, Hosea was called by God to marry an unfaithful woman, and so he married Gomer. Predictably, Gomer was unfaithful to Hosea, and the marriage was shattered. In the end, however, Hosea redeemed Gomer by bringing her back into his home, offering his wife forgiveness and restoration, and urging her to remain faithful. Hosea's experience with Gomer illustrated God's experiences with Israel experiences with you today, let's be honest. Hosea warned of stern judgments for Israel's unfaithfulness, for Israel had turned to other gods like we're doing today. You can read about it in the Invisible War of the Saints. And just as Gomer had left Hosea for other men, like Gomer, Israel would receive forgiveness and restoration if the people would return to God. Well, there are two things stand in contrast here, marked contrast in this book, the love of God and the waywardness of Israel, the sin of God's people. Again, so available to you today. Satan is good. His demons are good at what they do. And Christians fall all over the place. But God is faithful, careful, forgiving, kind, loving. Israel is faithless, straying, sinning, rebelling, going her way. She's ignorant. Don't be ignorant of Satan's devices. She is ignorant of what God requires and has no desire to please God at all. However, just as Hosea's love triumphed in the end, so will God's love work a miracle of the transformation in Israel. It can work as a transformation in your life today. 
You know, reading this, I was thinking about my children. Sharon and I had six of them, dedicated them all to the Lord, could see them preaching, evangelizing, missionary work, marrying preachers. That was my dream. You know, one of the most difficult things for a dad is dealing with a rebellious child. The father wants what's best, let's say, for his son. Started that out with Jeremy. And he knows that his son's rebellious path can only lead to pain and destruction. Been there, done that. He longs to protect his son from all those consequences of his actions. But experience says the more the father intervenes and tries to get the kid to do right, the more the son is going to react negatively. The father's loving heart breaks under a heavy load of sorrow. He blushes with shame as disgrace is heaped upon his name. The questions come thick and fast. Why would my son act like this, do these things, behave this way? What drives this kid to such excess? What motivates him to reject all that he once affirmed that I taught him and he believed? But the answers are rare. Any man who has suffered such pain can understand the heart of God the Father. Hosea understood the father's pain. The Lord told him, when Israel was a child, I loved him as a son, and I called my son out of Egypt. But the more I called to him, God says, the more he rebelled. Hosea 11, verse 1 and 2. The Lord described how, like a father, he taught Israel to walk and led him by the hand, only to discover that his son could have cared less about his father's love. What could the Lord do with this wayward child? How can I give up, God asks. How can I let go? Hosea 11, 8. The father's heart was torn to pieces, but he would not stop loving. And without freeing his son from the consequences of rebellion, he would not let his son go to complete destruction. I will not punish you as much as my burning anger tells me to do so. I'm patronizing now here, Hosea 11:9. I will not completely destroy Israel, for I am God and not a mere mortal. I'm the Holy One living among you, and I will not come to destroy. As God continued to call his rebellious child, his desire was that his call would one day be heeded, and the child would come back, poor and more desperate than ever, but wiser and loved still. You know, God reveals himself to us in a variety of ways today, but none is more poignant than when he opens his Father's heart to our wondering gaze. There we see not only love and compassion, understanding and concern, oh, but real pain. The pain of disappointment, the anguish of love rejected. But God's love persists, and he will not let his people go or give them up. Truly, love so amazing, so divine, demands my soul, my life, my all. So said Isaac Watts. Oh, it's good, my friend. It is so good. And remember, it could be better for you today if you have never trusted Jesus Christ as Savior. The Bible says, for whosoever, is that you? For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. How about today? The greatest day of your life, if you do it. And finally, there's the stock boy, one of the big box stores, and he sees an older lady just rifling through all of the turkeys. <laughs> he goes up 
and said, may I help you, ma'am? And she said, tell me, do these turkeys get any bigger? With a stunned look on his face, he replied, no, no, ma'am. They're all dead. <laughs> it's, it's Friday, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Hey, I pray you have a great weekend and you're in church this weekend. How important is that? It's everything. Thanks for listening to All the World Monday through Friday right here. Thank you for telling everyone and thank you for joining me on Facebook. I love friends. And that's the way it is Friday, October the 20th, 2023. I am Greg Patton. God bless you and have a great weekend.